friends, welcome and thanks for joining us for another episode of Inzlo Talk. The ministry has afforded us an opportunity to come together by divine ordinance. This marks our ninth episode in season one. The biblical significance of the number nine symbolizes divine completeness or conveys the meaning of finality. It was at the ninth hour that Christ died to make the way of salvation for you and for us. This is a unique moment in time in which together we will be creating history. The last episode marked the beginning of our dialogue, Bad Company Corrupts Good Character. In this the ninth episode, we will be concluding that aspect of the conversation. The significance of this concept is so important as it can change the trajectory of your life. If you are in the right company, you can be helped. However, if not, you could be hindered from actualizing your destiny. Now here in sport, we will come together as we dissect the constructs of life, focusing on that which is right and righteous because we know the truth is the truth. There is nothing like the truth but the truth, which ultimately settles the truth because the only thing that matters is the truth. In doing that which is right by us and right by others, let us consider how we like to operate. Let us choose the high road, which is the fundamental principle on which this ministry is designed. Its main intention is to help you select the path in which you treat people better than they treat you. This is the ideal intended. Let us treat people better than they treat us. Though it may be challenging on occasion, it is one of the things that we have been authorized to do for God's glory. Future has been handed to you. You are required to take it to enjoy the expected end intended. And as always, your future self will thank you tremendously for sitting through the revelation. If thou couldst envision see the person God intended, you would have never more be the person you are contented. On behalf of the Inzoditis Group of Company, we would like to thank and congratulate you for being serious about living in reality as you step outside the constructs of fantasy, receiving illumination, edification, and revelation while being positioned for a justified transformation. It is time to gather around as we come in one mind with your host Kareem Ainsley as you are guided under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. As in this episode, we will explore the concept, bad company corrupts good character. As knowing what you want in accordance to his will positions you for a glorified experience. Continue to maintain your integrity in your selection. It is time to gather all the kings, queens, princes, princesses, empresses, and emperors as we step closer into the future. But before, as is customary, let us engage in introspection to decide where we are in order to mentally align towards the desired end. 
Ask yourself the questions: Am I the person who don't know and don't know that I don't know? If so, you're innocent. We will nurture you. Am I the person who don't know but is willing to know? If so, you're a student. We will teach you. Am I the person who don't know but think that I know? If so, you are dangerous, and you already know what to do. Am I the person who don't know but don't know that I don't know? If so, you are eluded by the dilemmas of your own illusions. You are asleep, and we will wake you. Then there are those who know, and know that they know. They are the conoscenti. Listen to them, and this is where your host will serve you. Bad company. It is important for us to know that friendship with the world creates an enmity with the Creator, and as such, separates us from His love. When we have studied the principles of God, we must assimilate for there to be a usefulness of the knowledge that we have received. Our virtues should be on display. The virtues that should be on display are those things which are honest, sincere, just, lovely, pure, and of good report. Humanity was designed so they could emulate the Creator. As they become one with him, the grandmother of King David, Ruth, was said to have been a woman of noble character and was considered a virtuous woman. Her state of nobility translated to mean strength and might. Ruth showed herself having humility, faithfulness, being industrious, and also having a godly character. The foundation of character is seated in the heart of man. We need to remember that it is only that which is within the man that will proceed from the man. It is therefore imperative for us to be responsible for safeguarding the heart and monitoring what goes in, so we can filter what comes out. The only way we will do something. Is if we have fostered the thoughts and germinated the seed, and then the opportunity for harvesting presents itself. Before evil is done, it has already been done. The reason for this is because the thoughts are needed to have been cultivated. That is why Jesus was right when he said that if a man looketh upon a woman in lust, he has already committed adultery. This is correct, as spiritual adultery has already taken place. Mental euphoria has already been enjoyed. It is just the opportunity for the manifestation of the physical adultery that is left for display. But that will be done when the opportunity presents itself. So, the sin was already done before it was done. The next time you hear someone saying that they accidentally committed adultery, they accidentally lied, they accidentally committed some sin, you will realize the errors in those statements. 
The heart needs to be trained to do that which is good, instead of harboring evil. This should not be in accordance with your eyes, but that which the Lord indicates to us. In Joshua 23, there is a display of a keen leadership, in which an aging leader, filled with courage and tenacity, encourages the Israelites to complete the task that was at hand in which it was required for the nations of the lands around them to be removed. When we delve a little further in Joshua 23, it outlines that while they sojourned with them in the land, they should be careful not to align with the unbelieving nation, associate with their customs, marry or even be enticed to worship their false gods. These instructions were key there needed to be a separation from that which is impure or conflicting with the goals and direction. In the story of Anna, a woman of faith, she pleaded with the Lord for her child, with earnest prayers, praise, and worship. A covenant was made that upon the request being granted, she would return the same unto the Lord. As it was recorded, time elapsed and she conceived, the fetus developed and then she gave birth to a male child, Samuel. When the child became of age, she gave the child unto the Lord's service as she had agreed. The child was under the leadership of the priest, Eli. In his formative years, the Lord called unto Samuel's. But in those times, Samuel did not yet recognize the voice of the Lord. So he thought that his teacher was the one calling him. It took three occasions for his teacher to realize that it was the Lord who was calling him. And on the third occasion, Eli instructed him what to do if the call persists. The Lord then called Samuel another time, and he did as was instructed. The Lord then gave him a message about that which was to come. You see, before we can answer the call of the Lord, we need to be synchronized with His Spirit. We need to be in a relationship with Him to allow us the ability to hear and answer His call. Oftentimes, it is our parents who position us in the direction of understanding what is required and expected of us in order to achieve the ideal that has been set in order for us to enjoy perfection. Though it is wise to listen to our parents, we need to be cognizant that only instructions in alignment with the will of God should be honored. The only way we can do something that pleases the Lord is if we are doing that which is the will of the Father. While we have parents who are positioned to give good advice to us, there are some who are not positioned to do such a task. As a child or a student, it is important that we assess and determine based on the principle of the word and the integrity of the counsel we receive. Our parents do play a conspicuous, subtle role in our nurturing and development. As such, that which is invested in the child will be reflected from the child. Though we have good parents who operate in accordance with the will of God, 
we also have parents who operate and give unwise parental counsel. If we will allow our minds to go back to the story of Esau and Jacob, in which we saw an incredible revelation of grave toxicity of ill-advised counsel, which led to deceit, betrayal, loss of trust, and destruction of the bonds that should have not been broken. Doing wrong will always be wrong, even when done for the right reason. A woman named Rebecca had two children within her womb. The Lord revealed unto her that there were two nations within her, and the elder was predetermined to serve the younger. Despite that which was revealed unto the mother, there should have been the maintenance of balance in love and affection between the two children. However, as they matured, there was a differentiation of affection towards the children from both parents. The father Isaac loved Esau while the mother Rebekah loved Jacob. Knowing this, the children walked in favor of the one who favored them. It was good for them both as the support was reciprocated. The story continued in which Esau sold his birthright in the field because of appetite. The two brothers shared time, but it had come to pass that Isaac their father was an old man with dim eyes who was about to pass. Unable to see clearly, he called his son Esau, who was the elder twin, giving him instruction on what was requested of him. In those days, it was a tradition for the eldest to be given the blessing of the father prior to his passing. During the conversation with Esau and Isaac, Rebekah who favored Jacob overheard those said instruction. Hearing this, Rebekah conceived a plan with Jacob as the executioner. In that plan, they would have created an illusion exploiting the weaknesses of Isaac. The mother orchestrated the plan, giving instructions to Jacob to follow, which were done as indicated. It was as though Jacob was under a trance doing his mother's will. He went and fetched and brought the Venice as his mother requested. Upon receiving that which was requested, the mother made a meal the father requested of his other son. They played the con and Isaac was deceived. This deception was the blade that sliced the family into pieces for a season. After the blessing of Isaac was confirmed upon Jacob, Esau returned home in anticipation of his blessing, only to be hugely disappointed as it was already given to his brother Jacob. The moral here is to remind us that though we expect our parents to guide us, they may not be suitable for the portfolio, especially if they have been corrupted. Hear your parents, listen to God. As sad as it may sound, it is indeed possible for us to become defiled by those with whom we associate. Our character is not built in an instance. It takes time to be trained and cultivated. 
those who desire to be noble must attain moral excellence through heeding the word of the Creator. Some key ingredients on this quest include honor, diligence, fruitfulness, vision, humility, etc. For any individual to function effectively in the way of their design, the attributes of honor must be presented in their character. In order for this to be manifested, the person needs to first be positioned to attain knowledge of the originator and be willing to be governed by his will and instructions. After which, there will be an emanation and reflection in how they deal with their fellow men. Anna was seen giving praise and honor to God in her song, saying that her heart rejoiced in the Lord, and she declared that there is none holy as He. She was observed giving glory to the one who was capable of making the impossible possible, and for that she was duly rewarded, though she had to exercise great persistence. I remind you, however, that you are neither your mother nor your father. The conflicting practices of your relatives does not guarantee that you will experience the same things that they did. Just because your mother may have offered escort services for survival, it doesn't mean that you too will follow on that path. That is not a guarantee. If your father was unknown or not the man that you would have expected, it means that a little more effort will need to be made in order to be someone who is desirable despite the fatalistic attraction of that path. Always remember that you are not your father, and each parent does have a responsibility to ensure the appropriate skill set is communicated to the child or the children. However, the choice is the child's to seek after that which is in accordance to the constitution of the originator. Your responsibility as a human being is to rise above the normative depravity of acceptable social mediocrity. As you become the person you are intended to be, a propagator of the metamorphosis, the glory of God is the foundation of all light. In order to please God, you need God. To develop and maintain the relationship with the Maker, we must seek after Him with urgent diligence. Being in contact with the wrong person can cause your life to slip away like butter in a hot pan on a warm day. You desire to be free from looking over your back, breaking your neck in order to maintain the illusion of sanity and safety. It is a collusion of your neurons and imagination to manifest your worst fears. Sometimes what you see is not actually what is there. On this journey, you have to be faithful. When we have found our Father, we should be able to adopt His attributes as we shape ours to meet the standards of perfection required. 
as a reflection of his image, it is mandatory that when our understanding of self and value realization coincide, we can represent that which is expected. When a tree is planted for the purpose of bringing forth fruit, it will only produce a fruit which has been cultivated within. By the bearing of the fruits, their origin can be determined. If there has been a cultivation of that which should be, and it is not, then it means that there is a misrepresentation of the product, hence it should be removed. As people of character, what is professed should be portrayed and be only to populate the area of planting. Those who refuse to produce fruits will be purged and cast away, and this fruitlessness will prevent matriculation to the higher call. Similar to this is the parable in which the one who was given five talents went out and produced another five. It is seen that all who increased were welcomed and accepted by the master. However, the one who returned only that which was given lost the talent because there was no level of multiplication or increase. That which was taken was given to the one who had a ten talent, who displayed faithfulness in stewardship. The production of fruit is not limited to any one area of your life. It involves all aspects, from childhood accountability, chores, duties, the assigned task, studies, schoolwork, work, vacation, church attendance, tidings, offering, love, and affection displayed to our fellow humans, and honor and respect of the established institutions. As we move through the process of developing ourselves, sometimes we move far away from humility. Elitism is an attribute of superiority, which lifts itself or others up while demeaning people who are not considered worthy of recognition, acknowledgement, or equitable treatment. It judges people based on false criteria that makes some superior to others. Many individuals express elitism in various forms without realizing that they have the picture twisted. Hitler is said to have been someone who had a master race in mind. He then used his authority to mold the image of superiority in the mind of the German people. He believed he had a right to slaughter over 6 million Jews, not realizing that there has always been only one race, the human race. There was a point in history where persons brought from various countries into slavery would not be considered totally human. Hence, uh, there needed to have been uh, no discussion of equality. These people who practiced and propagated these acts were mentally compromised as they were holding their own relatives captives. In the biblical era, it was custom to consider Samaritans as dogs by the Jews because the Jews at that time had been a chosen people. Customs does not make such a situation correct. When Moses had married an Ethiopian woman, which was black, Miriam his sister and Aaron his brother went ballistic in condemnation. They were all from the same race, and the Lord had blessed the union. It is this type of behavior which produces segregation and inequality. There are many other types of uh, elitism. There is cultural elitism based on where you were raised, 
educational elitism which speaks to the level to which you have attained your degrees and the institutions you have attained them from. Legalistic elitism indicates how many laws you have that needs to be followed and believing that because you have more laws then you are better off. The illusion of class elitism and financial elitism also exists. But amidst it all, God is concerned when people are made to feel like illegitimate beggars. These practices are in conflict with his words. How can you say you love the Lord and then make an illegitimate distinction among his children? As we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, we are positioned for evaluation. Humility speaks to the act of evaluating our standards and reaching up to the level of the Maker. It is not looking down as we have been culturally confused, but looking upon the perfect example while elevating our state of consciousness to be in harmonic synchrony. Sometimes we get uh, involved with uh, different classes of people and they have a negative impact upon our life in which our character may become broken, destroyed, tainted, or even compromised. In those states, we will need a character restoration. You see, failure to deal with leadership effectively is greater than failure of the said leadership. When a leader fails, it is similar to closing the gate of trust. Trust is one of those things that you cannot pay, play, steal, or demand. It is a deposit on your account of integrity as you become known and your credibility increases. This is evident when your character is proven. However, if there is a policy violation, then all that would have been amassed becomes loss. It becomes nullified. Trust is one of the highest currency of exchange that outweighs even money. What we fail to understand as human beings is that our talents and gifts have authority only in character. They become meaningless and are despised merchandises when used outside the parameters of character integrity, which we discussed in brief. Whenever we are gifted, the gift is not for us. The gift is for someone else. What we have been empowered with is for those around to benefit while we serve as the conduit of that benefit. So when we fail to benefit others because of a mar in character that needs to be restored. And I say to you, if you have fallen in character and desire a restoration, you will need to follow a few steps. Knowing that restoration does not begin with the restorer, you need to get over yourself and stop asking people why they did not help you. What you should be doing is asking, why did I not seek after help after realizing that I needed it? People are not positioned to help someone unless there is a reaching out or invitation. I want to leave with you my four main steps in rebuilding character. First, acknowledge that help is required. No one will know what is in your mind unless you indicate it to them. 
one of the worst things that can be done is giving someone something that they are not yet ready to embrace. It is like detoxing a drug addict who is not yet ready to accept the need for cleansing. It means that they will go back to doing that which they have been rescued from because it was not in the right season. Number 2. Infraction Confession It is crucial for there to be an open confession of the current state without justification for the infraction. It brings us to the idea that we have to be humble and allow ourselves to become openly vulnerable as our vulnerability has been previously exposed. Number 3. Authority Accountability The individual should be accountable to an authority of integrity and reliability. It would have been best, though, that this form of accountability is in effect prior to reduce the likelihood of character restoration need. Number 4. Submission There should be complete submission to this authority in which obedience of counsel and advice must be welcomed as the one whose character has been compromised must never self-represent. All representation should be done by the authority of submission. In order to get the best of character development, we must ensure that the truth is known and practiced. Without the application, the information will be useless. Let us seek to overcome the cycle as our character is sustained and maintained. This is indeed an excellent note to end. Before we go, I would like to put a blessing upon your life. At this moment, in this space, at this place, because your end will be better than your beginning. Let us at this time initiate a connection. As your people are gathered around today, they desire a blessing, that of a rectification, restoration, rejuvenation, redirection, and recalibration. As your spirit has been allowed to walk in this ministry, may that which is applicable to those who heard, they will take action in order to transform their lives as they prepare to be elevated to your ideal. As your Holy Spirit was allowed to speak through your host to offer your people strategic alignment as they received illumination, edification, and revelation while they were positioned for a justified transformation, we say thank you. Thanks for giving us that which we need for this time as we connect to the vine in anticipation of eternity while circumventing the commingling with bad company. We receive in Jesus' name the spiritual fortitude to navigate life's challenges as we give ourselves totally to you. We appreciate you. We accept the peace that passeth all understanding. We accept our blessing, our deliverance, the breakthrough, the chain-breaking experiences, the breaking of bondage, the destruction of devastation, and any other atrocities that may come upon us. As we touch and agree, let your will be done. Thanks for listening and spending some quality time with Ainsley Talk. 
as we continue to dissect the concepts of billionaire. I am single. I am one. Paradigm shifting perspectives from the king's son. If you have not yet gotten your copy, please feel free to pick it up from any major bookstore. Until next time when we will cover virtue. Be blessed and don't forget to share your listening lesson. This is Kareem Ainsley signing out. Peace, love, respect. If you would like to share your comments or concerns, you can always feel free to leave a voice message on the Anchor app or depending on which platform you are listening this recording, you may be able to leave your comments in the assigned description designation. For email communication, you can send the same to a-I-N-S-L-E-Y-K at A-N-D-R-E-W-S dot E-D-U. That is Ainsley K at Andrews dot E-D-U. If you would like a contact number or to be added to our mailing list, send us an email and the reply will contain all our current handles and requested information. Feel free to follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Kareem Ains, that is K-A-R-E-E-M-A-I-N-S and Kareem Ainsley on YouTube. For those who would like to support the ministry, you can do so by listening, liking, sharing and commenting. Financial contributions can also be made in the Anchor app. Providing that you'd like to do a direct transfer, you can always send the same to our Zelle account, A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-K at A-N-D-R-E-W-S dot E-D-U. Or use our PayPal handle at paypal.me forward slash K-A-R-E-E-M-A-I-N-S. Thanks for your time and support. Until next time, when we unite in spirit.